When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are going to talk about the rules that were implemented in 2020, and we're going to bat them around a little bit. We want to know what we liked, what we didn't like, what we would change, what we would keep, any new ideas. Brad told me he has a new idea. I don't know anything about it. He used, that's a tease. (laughs) So anyway, Brad. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Brad. Brad. Let's start with the runner on second in extra innings. All right, so my question to you is, do you care, and if so, in what direction? Okay. For or against? I I do feel like this is actually a a pretty nuanced thing here, okay? Um, I don't, just to be clear, first off, I don't like it. I don't like starting an inning with a runner on because um, it's, it's like I said way back when they proposed this rule, that it feels like I missed something. Feels like I missed a du- it feels like I missed yeah. a double in the gap or something, you know, or whatever. Um, that's that's why I don't like yeah. it. I don't like the feel of it. However, the one thing I do like is that it encourages small ball and extra innings. Rather than just having a guy go up there and be like, I'm going to hit this jack and this game is going to be over. You know? Uh-huh. Um, bunt, down the fir- bunt down the first baseline, move him over to third. One out, runner on third. Then you go for either a sack fly or a base hit, bring him to score. You know, game over. So it, it really encourages that. We didn't see it, which was strange to me, especially in yeah. the shortened season that, you know, you'd think teams would be resorting back to the basics to win games because you got to win every one that you can. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed that it didn't actually come to fruition, but I do feel like it encourages it. That it encourages a different a yeah. different approach to hitting than just going up there with nobody on. Huh. So that's that is like the thing that I like about it. And I know Rob Manfred is a big fan of it. He loves the rule. He like he's like, I want it to be here forever and ever. And and my yeah. thing is if you're gonna keep it, um maybe don't start in the tenth inning, maybe start in the twelfth. Um Right, the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. don't yeah, don't start right away. Let let play continue as normal for a couple innings, and then it's kind of like, okay, you know, kind of like in college football, if neither team scores, I think mm-hmm. on like two tries in their in their overtime tiebreaker thing, then they can't go for they can't they can't just kick yeah. the PAT. They have to go for two. I feel like it, it kind of can have that kind of feel to yeah. it. Like, okay, you know, let's let's raise the stakes here a little bit, and we'll put a runner on second to start. So, I don't know. I feel like it can be used, just not necessarily the way that it has been. Um, but that's just me. What about you, Brick? What do you think about it? So, to me, it feels like starting an at-bat with a strike. Uh-huh. Right? It, it It's that disruptive to my brain. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know it sounds kind of petty, but it feels that it feels that way. It's like, what what is happening? Why? Just like you said, I missed something. I just look in my brain it happens a different way but 
But yeah, it does. It feels like you're starting every at bat with, you know, you only have two strikes instead of three. Or even um, a pitcher with a ball. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Um, and I don't like it for every reason you said. Do it? Does it encourage small ball? Yes, but I don't think it. Cha- I don't think it encourages small ball enough because guys are still going to get up there and try and go for launch yeah. angle. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's that's the way it's going anyway. And they would rather win with a two one two run walk off than a one one walk off. I mean, if you're talking about like, it doesn't yeah. matter. I want right? to pad your stats, it right? It doesn't matter at a home run. Four total bases, yeah, two and RBIs that, instead of and just that's one. That's it. Yeah. Right, but it, as far as like team, like the victory, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think starting it in the twelfth is is a little early. I think thirteen beyond makes sense yeah. though. Like, if you're gonna keep it, I I also agree with you that, um. It, it can be nuanced, and it should be handled new, with, with some finesse. I just think we should err on the side of what baseball has been traditionally and, you mm-hmm. know, starting to implement that too early, like as early as 10, is absurd. It's ludicrous. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. I would rather it be closer to 15 than closer to 10. Yeah, and I could see that because – Everything is still relatively normal. You get into 12, 13 innings, you know? And then by the time you're getting to 14, yeah. 15, that's when it's kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> somebody, come on now. Okay, let's be done. <laughs> well, even even the umpires start start changing the strike zone, and they start calling things a little differently mm-hmm. just because it's time to be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Umpires want to go home. I remember one time, I think I was in high school, it was a city league game, and we got started late because of rain, like really late, like an hour and a half late because of rain. Game ended at like 11.30. The umpire, first off, was like ready to go, you know, with like two innings left. And and you could tell. <laughs> and then, seriously, game over. We yep. are all in the dugout getting our stuff together. And it, the whole field goes black. He turned off the lights and peaced oh. right out at a high, like a high school city league oh, game. And we were <laughs> like... We can't see anything. One of the guys, his dad was going up and down the dugout with his lighter. Everybody got anything? Everybody got everything? Because this was before the day of smartphones with flashlights, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you make right, sure you right. get your stuff. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's got his God. lighter. I <laughs> <laughs> can't see a thing. <laughs> but, yeah. So awesome. So that's a real thing. Umpires want to go home. And, yeah, I mean, you see it. You definitely see it. But Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I think closer to 15 makes more sense than closer to yeah. 10. Yeah. But. And I could get behind that. What do you what do you think about the three batter minimum for pitchers? Oh man, the, the relief pitchers specifically. We saw some guys getting some pickles this year, um, <laughs> like especially in the playoffs. You saw guys where, you know, there was kind of a rally going. Everybody's hitting. They bring in a reliever, and uh, the rally just keeps going. He can't stop it. And it's like okay, like you want to bring in somebody to get your ideal matchup and stop this thing, but you can't. Yeah, you, you know? can't. And I don't like it. I don't like the three yeah. batter minimum at all, at all, because it it brings insult to injury for a team that might already be struggling and needs some kind of mm-hmm. some kind of change. You know that like you got pitchers who are strictly situational, so pitchers who you know come in to get one or two outs in a game. You know, and it it does force guys to be better, 
you know, to be able to get through three batters or end the inning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the manager has to have the flexibility. The players have to have the flexibility. And I understand the players are mentally tough enough to be able to deal with it. But physically, maybe they're just not able to deal with it that day. Not able to get out. Right. Uh, I don't like the rigidity of it. Um, I don't like managers and players having to deal with that kind of rigidity. Um, I don't like it at all. Get rid of it. That should go away forever. What about you? What do you think? I think it has the ability to improve pitching mm-hmm. over the next, I don't know, 15 years. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think it'll take eight minimum to 10 maybe before we'll start to see tr- like holistic systemic improvement that they're hoping it will, you know, affect. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, some guys will, and some guys will, they'll adapt earlier and some guys will take way too long. But I think that to, to really see it league wide and for it to be beneficial in this sort of all ideal way, everybody's hoping it will, it's, it's going to take at least, at least eight years for that to turn around. So I don't, I don't like that argument. I see that, you know, they're probably not wrong. We just have to look at it in the context that it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. The, the the other thing is that I don't – I wonder how many teams didn't make the playoffs or didn't do as well because they weren't able to – they didn't have the full playbook at their disposal, yeah. right? Like if you can't utilize your very best tool for a particular job, it then, you know – you're, but you're still carrying that tool around, you know, mm-hmm. and you, it's like somebody's like, nope, you can't use that one. Well, why? Right? I'm in a situation. I have this task that needs to be accomplished. Here's the tool that I have for this very specific thing. And it's a one-size-fits-one-situation tool, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, it bugs me for a lot of reasons, and you've listed all of the same reasons it bugs me. But it just, for me, there's a protracted impact that we probably will never be able to measure effectively yeah and to be able to say okay in all of these little teeny macro um or these little micro situations what was the long-term impact we we will never know but i think it's something that should be discussed and and thought about at a much higher level yeah yeah it's it's strange and really to me like it feels like it's strictly just to speed up the game like that's that's what it feels like to me like i understand making pitchers better eventually but it's like we don't want to be changing three pitchers for three batters so go out there and face three yourself and get through it if you can you know to me it's it's strictly yeah, but rob manfred res- rained on yeah, no, I know, but like to me, it's strictly Rob Manfred saying people are complaining about the length of the games. Let's do this thing to speed it up. Yeah, you know that. But if the guy's getting rained on, it doesn't speed up the game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It makes it longer. It goes the opposite direction. Yeah. Yes. So it it's stupid. Yeah. Let's not talk about how stupid this is anymore. How about <laughs> what did you <laughs> what did you think of seven inning double headers? We saw plenty of them we did and this season and what did you think um and i actually listened to plenty of them this year because the mariners had to play a few of them yeah um and i was i was caught off guard every single time every time 
that it was like, you know, you get to the fifth inning and they're like, now remember, it's a doubleheader, so we're only playing seven innings today. Like, oh, shoot. You know, and it, it kind of worked out in their favor a couple times where it's like, oh, you got a one-run lead going into the top of the seventh inning. Okay, you know, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But um, it it doesn't feel like there's any finality. It feels like the game just ends and you are really missing those last two innings. Um, I mean, baseball is a game of threes, right? That you yeah. got... Um, you've got nine players out on the field. You've got three outs, a nine-man batting lineup or batting order, um, nine innings, yeah. twenty-seven three outs, strikes. right? But when you go, yeah. when you go seven innings, twenty-one outs. I mean, that's still three, but it's not the even three of twenty-seven and nine. Like you can go through in a perfect game, you go through your batting order two and a third times. You should, yeah. everybody should get a chance to bat three times. And, you know, I understand. Typically, everybody's getting to bat three times in a seven-inning game. I know. But yeah. it should work mathematically I, I and automatically to be able to work out that way that everybody gets a chance. Your nine-hole your nine hitter is, just is like, in some cases, just as important as your three or four. He has a different role. Right. Four, for sure. Yeah. He has a different role. But you need that bat still. You're not putting a guy down in seven, eight, nine, but like, well, it's fine. He's not going to get to hit anyway today, so it's it's no big deal, you know. So yeah. that's really the thing that I don't like about it is that it it doesn't have that even triplet feel. It doesn't have an actual finality. It just kind of ends. It's like, okay, well, in thirty minutes we're going to start game two. Well, geez, you know, <laughs> in two minutes you should be starting the eighth yeah. inning. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like the. I don't like the seven. I don't like the seven inning rule. Like it, it's kind of nice to get to get through two games in one day really fast, but it's it it feels weird too. It it makes me feel kind of dirty. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's so. I dirty is is exactly right for me. It's counterfeit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a facsimile of what it should be, and. I I agree with you. It is it is nice to be able to jump through two games in a short period of time. And in the situation we were in this season, it was warranted and mm-hmm. that's fine, but if we can avoid a set two, you know, seven inning double headers, that'd be great. I also think holistically, we have to think about statistics. We have to think about what that does to players' careers and their earning potential and things like that as well. Because when you go to back to negotiate a contract, other than this one season, <laughs> nobody's going to remember that you only had, you know, these limited opportunities. They're just, all they're going to mm-hmm. look at is what's on paper. Yeah. And, um, and you get to the point where it's like, and I know the same, like teams play odd, like weird numbered double headers every year because of rainouts and stuff. But the fact that there were yeah, teams that it's not uncommon. There were teams that were either A, cheated out of an opportunity to come back in the 8th and ninth inning, or B, teams that escaped with a win because they didn't have to play the 8th and ninth inning. Yep. You know, so... And that was two games in a day that they that those went one or both ways. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like it. it. Counterfeit, I think, is the perfect way to describe it. It's It's... It's a formality of playing the game without actually having to go through all the motions of playing it. 
So Yep, that's exactly right. So yeah. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. It's too bad it's really practical. It is, it is. And they've been doing just, it in minor leagues for years. <laughs> been doing it in minor leagues for yeah. years. And as you know, I will say this. When I was with the RMLs and we had a couple double headers, they were seven innings, it was really nice to get home a yeah. little bit early after the game. You know? That that's right. I'm hoping that when it comes down to deciding on this, if this is something they end up just like trying to keep or not, um, that Rob Manfred does not listen to a, the media because the media I'm sure loves this rule or B too many team employees that he really gets the pulse of the fan base, which I don't know why I'm expecting him to do this, to do this now because he never does of people yeah. saying we don't like seven inning games. Don't like it at all. Yeah. Especially if I'm going to a game, I don't want to sit through a seven inning game if I'm paying for it. I yeah, want at least right. nine. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I feel. Tell about me about your <laughs> tell me about your idea. You said you had an idea. Okay, so this year they had expanded dugouts and bullpens, so the so the players could socially distance. You know, like they had. Um, we saw like yeah. canopies put up in the in the stands. And players sitting yeah. up in the stands, pitchers sitting, you know, down the lines, whatever, um, for the bullpens. And they called those expanded dugouts and bullpens. Now, I'm wondering, Brig, if, is this something we could see permanently? Because if social distancing just becomes like the social norm, it just becomes the way things are mm-hmm. from now until whoever knows when, you know? Um, right. And also with expanded rosters which we'll get to um yeah yeah those dugouts and bullpens might need to be a little bit bigger now we see teams Mm. moving fences in and out all the time um the red Sox made the green monster a little bit taller a few years ago like did some construction made the made the green monster a little bit taller. i think they dropped the field down a little bit i think is what they did i'm not entirely sure but anyways well, and in Houston, they cut that berm out, right? Yeah. It used to be you have to go up the berm, and now yeah, that safety it. hazard. Yep. And and they moved the flagpoles yeah. off of it too, because there were flagpoles yeah, on that right. berm. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But but so they're they're doing constructions on fields all the time, stadium everything. So I'm curious if something we could see is the the dugouts move like expanded down the lines a little bit farther, as well as mm-hmm. some. Like physical expansion of bullpens, make them just a little bit bigger, extend ex- like expand the seating area a little bit more, um, because there's going to be yeah. a, a, an extra pitcher or two out in the bullpen, so you're going to need a little bit extra room anyway. But just, and I understand it would take away from fan seating. Um, yeah, you know, like there's there are seats right next to the bullpen. Actually, it's uh, it's like the camera wells, but then the seats. But they'll have to move all that stuff down anyway. Um, so you're taking away seats. Uh, you're taking away probably the con some of the concourse area in some stadiums for the bullpen. Um, I think in yep. at Wrigley, they're like under the bleachers or something like that. Is that right? Mm, I don't know. So that sounds right, know. but I don't know. So you wouldn't necessarily be taking away from anything there. I don't think, but in most places you would be taking away from like the concourse. I know in Seattle, but is this something okay. you could see happening? Expanded dugouts, take them out another 10 or 15 feet to get a little bit more room in the dugout, maybe even 20 feet, um, you know, expand the, the bullpen out a little bit more to get some, get some spacing. Do you think that's something that we could see? Well, yeah, I think anything like that's possible. 
mm-hmm. but you you hit the nail on the head. They're going to be averse to giving up tickets, ticket mm-hmm. sales. Yeah. So I think it would be a cost benefit analysis, and I don't see an overt benefit right off the top of my head, except mm-hmm. for the, you know, health risks. But um, that has nothing to do with dollars. Well, I mean, it could. Yeah, because, it could. Because if you've got if you've got guys who can't play because they're sick, and you're missing games because guys are sick, that mm-hmm. could cause problems. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, the reason that we saw players in the stands was, I mean, part of the reason we saw that was because there were, there were no fans in the stands. So I wonder if they're like, okay, we need to, we need to have more seating for the players and the dugouts. We can't have everybody crammed in there. Um, but we do yeah. want fans in the stands to some degree. So expand that out a little bit. We're not going 100% capacity right now. So we're, no. yeah. we're not really missing out on those seats anyway. Go 20 to 30% capacity, whatever, of our initial volume, and then expand that dugout yeah. a little bit more, and we don't take that into consideration. right? That way we have more room for the players. We still have plenty of room for the fans, and it all works out. It, it is a great opportunity to recalibrate a bunch of things. So mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Like, if they're going to do it, now's the perfect time because then when fans mm-hmm. do get back into the stadiums we won't we won't even remember <laughs> yeah and and honestly you probably won't even notice it even if they take right. them out 15 exactly. 20 feet i don't think you would really notice it because most people that's not something most people see you know yeah i agree yep so that was just so that was let's actually go into roster limits about. yeah no it's it's a really interesting thought and you're right they do change stadiums change it constantly all the time um but let's do so. That's a perfect segue into roster limits. Um, mm-hmm. We went from a twenty-five man roster to a twenty-six through the regular season, with a maximum uh, number of thirteen pitchers. To me, mm-hmm. that was a great idea. I I really I don't see any flaws there. It doesn't bother me in any way. It gave more guys opportunities. It gave managers more tools to use, even though they were hamstrung by another rule, like we've just talked about. But the to me if this rule stayed it wouldn't bother me either like i have no beef with expanded rosters and mm-hmm. uh yeah. keeping it this way forever what do you, what do you think so i think this was going to be a rule anyway this year the 26 man roster the fact that it was expanded to 30 was a covid rule and then you know they dropped it down to 28 yeah. and they ended up keeping it there this year but yeah i like the extra player it actually with uh sorry <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> they it breaks down the roster really easily. You know, you've got half the guys on the roster are pitchers. And then you've got nine yep. position players, an extra catcher, and a couple utility guys. So it makes it really easy. See, I feel like that's, to, to me, the utility guy is what happens here, right? You end mm-hmm. up with another guy who can play small ball. Yeah. Pinch run, drag a bunt, whatever, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you need those guys. In fact, yeah. this reminds me, that looking at this actually reminded me, this is like, we should have brought this up last segment, but I'd like to bring it now since we're talking about the utility guys. Um, Christopher Negron said, why is there not a gold glove award for the utility guys? He's like, these guys are out there. He's like, we go out there. We were playing potential to play nine positions in one game. Uh, why is there not 
a gold glove award specifically for utility guys. Huh. I thought it was interesting. You know, the best utility player in the league. And, you know, it's the utility guy kind of has the, I don't know if, if it's like the label or misnomer or whatever, that the, what, the jack of all trades, master of none, right? Yeah. Yes. That they're not the best guy at the position or else they'd be stuck at one position. But the fact that they can right. play, because there are some guys who they'll go out there, they'll catch, they'll play outfield, they'll play in, they'll play second base in one game, you know? Yeah. Do you think that's something they could do? Utility, uh, gold glove for the utility guy? Yeah. Why would they not? That, I've never heard that idea presented, but it makes perfect sense to me. And they ought to call it the Ben Zobrist Award. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I totally agree. It's like, why not? They should. You know, you've got, in the NBA, you've got six man of the year award. Why not have the the utility player of the year award or, or gold yeah, glove for a, utility player? So That's a terrific idea. That really yeah, is. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. But anyway, I kind of took a little bit of a left turn there. But roster no, limits okay. and utility players great idea keep it with 26 forever bingo because last one it's a great way to go last one we got to take talk a break about before we go into this because i think we're going to take some time on it oh man fine all right let's <laughs> take a break when we get back we're going to talk about the universal dh Welcome back, baseball family. I wanted to take a short break because I feel like this is a subject that we could actually spend quite a bit of time on, and um, I'm, I'm, I might need to take some time to uh, to like slide the soapbox right underneath Brig here, real quick. Um, but we're going to talk about <laughs> the on, universal DH. Let me step up on it. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 in a good position. Okay, Brig, let us know how you feel about the universal <laughs> DH. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> seeing as how this is a family-friendly environment, <laughs> how do I word this? I will concede that it made sense given the sprint season. Okay. Okay. All right. Look. Okay. Leave me alone. It made sense. And, okay, hold on. Okay, I'm going to concede another point. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It pro- shh, shh, Brad. It probably, just let it happen, it probably did improve pitching. Okay. Honestly, I think it did. Um, I I wonder, so I've been thinking a lot about Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. And how he never had to get out on the to the plate <laughs> not not one time yeah that's different and and he had a better season <laughs> now there's a lot of other reasons he, that we could say he had a better season for xyz thing but this is also on that list yeah so those are two points i'm willing to concede however you don't mess with tradition <laughs> <laughs> and to me, the National League and the American League split between the desi- on the the singular rule of designated hitter is the reason the leagues were formed like the way they were in the first place. 
right? The American League said, we're going to do it. We're going to compete directly with the National League. And we are going to – our pitchers don't don't have to um, step up to the plate and hit the ball. They don't have to. That's what's going to draw players. That's what's going to draw a crowd. We think it will be more dynamic. And, oh, by the way, stick up our noses at those National League bums over there. Is what they, that's where it all came from. And it's been that way forever. <laughs> so, and I like it. I like it that way. I like the dichotomy. I like that it, during the World Series, you have to change the way you play the game. I like the, um, I like the tradition of it. I like that it's hard. I like the standout pitchers who do get up there and take a hit, uh, take a hack at it, like John Lester, when he's like, you know what? I'll come, on. I'll come out there. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And they like it, and they and it's this thing, and it's this special thing, right? When Jake Arrieta hits, because they got no position players left, and he came out of the bullpen that one time for that, what was that, 18-inning thing against the Yankees a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. He came out to pinch hit, <laughs> and he did! And I was <laughs> like, see? See? No, I, I think that it removes an opportunity for magic and mystique and wonder and stuff like that. And I know that it's easy to tear that down with all the really pragmatic things, but, but you, you can't get too pragmatic. You can't, you get hamstrung by pragmatism and and practicality. Okay. Okay. So that's it. First things first. I probably will stay here atop my soapbox. (laughs) Okay. First things first. Um, I want to give you a little bit of a history lesson to start. Um, Uh Oh, no, the American league, initially the American association founded in 1881 has always been a more progressive league than the national league. Okay. Yeah. Um, two of the things that the American league wanted to do that they did not do in the, in the national, in the national league were play games on Sundays and sell beer at the ballpark. That's why the American League was formed. Just those two things? Yeah. Yeah, that was their two things that they, they figured they could compete with the National League with. So Right, as a as a but the the designated hitter rules is buried in that history as well. Well, it didn't come around until later. You know, that because the American League has always been more more liberal and more progressive, um, that's why it went to the National League. What do you mean that's why it went to the National or, League? Sorry, that's why it went to the I meant American League. Because it wasn't until 1973 oh. that they adapted the, the, the DH. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it went way back. No. <laughs> no, so I mean, it's not like a Barney Stinson rant where it's since the dawn of time, Ted. It's not one of those. Listen, that's how it felt, okay? <laughs> but I will, I will I say this, I swear Ken Burns told me. I swear Ken Burns told me that it goes back that far. <laughs> I just I just I love, like... I'll have to go back and watch that just wonderful documentary again. There you go. I guess. That's one of my favorite things from How I Met Your Mother, though. Anytime Barney's trying to get Ted to do something. Since the dawn of time, Ted. That, yeah. That's how he starts everything. But anyways... No. Well, thanks so, for putting me in my place in hey, in public, Brad. I feel so much better. I have Brig, I have a responsibility, okay? I take it very seriously, and I'm going to do you it do every too. time. 
You know what's but. cool though? <laughs> what's cool though is that this time you didn't offend any of the audience and only me. And that's awesome. <laughs> he said usually <laughs> Blackjack Brad comes in. No, I'm just teasing you. No, it's great. I, I really did believe it was all the way back. I didn't know it was that early. So anyway, <clears throat> but cool. I will say this, like I will say this real quick against the DH. <laughs> is that and like I will like I'm a fan of the DH. I like it. Um, but it, I do also appreciate um, that it, it forces pitchers to be baseball players. Right? Yeah. Yes. That, like, okay, yeah, you can throw the ball really hard and you can strike guys out or you can throw a wicked curveball and strike guys out, but can you hit that stuff yourself? Right. You know, like, like I feel like it, it brings that element to the game. But on the other hand... Hitting is really hard, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of maintenance to be able to do it. And only getting getting game reps once a week is not enough for for a, a va- the vast majority of pitchers, as we've seen, to be proficient at it. Sure. Yes. So that's why that's like the big thing that I don't I don't like about it is that it creates an automatic like gap between the American League and National League, and like you said, that's. And, and like from the beginning, you know, the, the American League was created to compete with the National League as far as right. ticket sales and things. So, you know, it's that that divide has always been there. But unify the league, you know, that you don't have you don't have the NFL. You don't have the AFC and the NFC when they play each other like, OK, well, we've got to decide who's whose quarterback is going to go play defense, whose quarterback is going to go play defensive back for four downs, you know. You don't have that. Yeah. You don't have to decide that, and it's it's vastly different. I understand that there aren't guys who play two ways like ever in the NFL, but that's kind of what it feels like to me having the NL one way, the AL one the other way, because it it feels so archaic and so old to have one league divided that strictly. And the other thing that I feel like is like the Phillies signed Bryce Harper to that thirteen year deal. And that's their own fault. You know, like, that's their own business. Like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But Bryce Harper, in seven years, is not going to be an outfielder. With the way he plays, he's he's going to be a defensive liability. They're going to have to move him to first base, probably. Right. If, that's if he's still hitting. Yeah. That they're going to want to trade him to an American League team so he can continue the end of his career, so he can extend his career to the end of that contract. That, you know, if the Phillies don't win a World Series in three years, that's probably what's going to happen. Is they're going to be like, well, we got to get out of this Albatross so we can start over, but we've got to trade him to an American League team because he's got to be DH in a few years. You know, yeah. Marcelo Zuna coming to the Braves this year, I th- I don't know for sure when they signed him, but I don't know if they ever had any intention of him playing outfield for them. If it was strictly, right. let's bring him on because he's a bat, we're going to have the universal DH this year, he's going to be our DH and he's going to dominate the position and he's going to get us, help us get to the playoffs and help us make a run. And he did. He did. I mean, yeah, he, won a, right. he won a Silver Slugger Award for them because he was so good at his at his spot in the lineup just hitting the ball. Nelson Cruz would be out of the league by now if it wasn't for the DH. Edgar Martinez, That's who true. the award is named after, would have been out of the yeah. out of the league. Um, gosh, he definitely wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He barely made it in the Hall of Fame no. as it is. Yeah. You know, so it extends guys' careers. Big Poppy extended his career because he was a defensive liability at first base. For sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Red Sox fans, but I think we all know it's true. 
It's true. But it's hard to. I'm a Yankees fan, and that's hard to accept for me. <laughs> yeah, because his bigness is amazing. So, yes, and that's a personality we wouldn't have had in the league. I mean, right? Forget hitting and ability aside, his personality was second to none. His personality was bigger than the game. That was, you know, and that's what baseball needs. And so you're right. Affording players these opportunities to be that way is an argument. Yep. And and that's always been my argument for why if they go a universal rule with the DH, forget universal DH or universal, like, I guess you could say abolishment of the DH. It's going to go universal DH because you're creating yeah, it, between the two. Yeah. You're creating 15 more jobs in the National League, which they did this year, and it was it was excellent. It was great. Was it because excellent? Well, as far as creating another position, you know, um, and I and I feel like, and this is actually brought up on the group when we talked about, um, I think it was with the. I think somebody posted about the Silver Sluggers and Marcel Ozuna was brought up. And actually a friend of mine, Marshall Jensen, brought up. He said, it brings balance between the National League and the American League with free agents. And that's been one of my arguments forever, too. I totally agree mm-hmm. with him on that. That, you know, that Nelson Cruz is a guy, he's still hitting the ball a thousand miles at 39, 40 years old, whatever he is. But he would never consider going to the National League because they didn't have the DH. That's a bat that every one of those teams is missing out on. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And here, okay, so let's barter. All right. All okay. Right. All right. Let's let's we'll trade it up. You can have the universal DH. If I can have two expanded uh, two expansion teams and a revenue share program. Let's do it. Or a salary cap. Or. Both. I think I think I think revenue sharing comes along with salary cap. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, there's gonna be a certain split with that. But no I mean if if that's what it takes to get Universal DH, I mean those are all things I want anyway. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. I'm just there You're are things I want anyway. Brig. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here for you, Brad. I just I'm just trying I'm you came at me so hard earlier that I just decided I needed to kind of just, it's, this was a hug is what it was. I appreciate that. It's really an olive, olive branch of peace in the words of, of uh, Jim Bowers on, on little big league. Yep. Oh, Except this league. olive branch so of funny. peace. <laughs> Love it. Oh but, man. But no, like, like I said, I understand the, the argument the other way too. You know, like you said, tradition. You don't mess with tradition. And I don't know. It's make make guys play the game, right? Yeah. It but, is, but, it is, it, but I don't know. Listen, I will agree and say, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I didn't feel the disruption this season like I thought I would. Yeah. The fact that it was really fast was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, once it got rolling, it just felt like it was with the calendar because it was. It yeah. wasn't like the NBA, you know, where you got basketball in August, which felt really weird. Um, right. Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> okay, we're two weeks into the season. We're in August. This is fine. September pennant it's races. That's cool. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Playoffs are October as normal. So, 
Yeah, no, it it didn't feel as disrupted as as I thought it was. The double head, like I said, the biggest thing for me, like I think that that had to have been it was was the double headers. That was the biggest thing that threw me off the whole entire season. Yeah, it, well, and people kept texting and and messaging me like, "What's going on? Can you explain this? Why is it only seven? <laughs> yeah, all season long. It's sometimes the same yeah. people. <laughs> I could see that. It's great. It's great. <laughs> That's funny. Well, baseball family, let us know what you think about these rules. Are there any rules that you want to see go away forever? Are there some that you would like to see MLB adapt? I mean, do you want to see Universal DH? Do you want to see seven inning double headers for the rest of time? I don't, but maybe you do. Whatever. Maybe That's you cool. Do. That's okay. Let us know. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.